The following show contains spoilers for Madam Webb. Is there a Monsieur Webb? We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive <coughs> Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a man who's constantly getting himself stuck in webs. It's Chris. That only ever happens when, you know, when you're walking, you get those fine, silky webs, and they get all in your face. You can't see them, and then you just feel them, like, sticky hair across your face. It's, it's horrible, isn't it? You're trying to pull them out. Yeah, it's not pleasant, is it? When it's dewy in the morning, sometimes you can see them, and they make a pretty pattern, but when it's a dry summer's day, you've got no hope of seeing them, and then you're you're just being eaten by a bunch of spiders that crawl into your ears and eat your brain, Chris. Oh, my God, okay, that's never <laughs> happened to me. Um... <laughs> just the fine web across the face but luckily we're talking about a film that features very little in the way of actual webs no but it's got plenty of cracked glass that symbolizes webs doesn't it i suppose yeah no way i didn't really think about it that way i just remember some glass breaking at some points but i see what you're doing then and what the film was intending ah i get it now well done I'm, i'm glad i could explain that to you so we're talking about madam web it's come out this year. Sony have been trying to trick everyone into thinking it's an MCU film. Uh, it, it is not. I do chuckle when I see articles going, hey, this film is bad. Marvel have done another stinker. And I'm like, no, no, no. My, the MCU and Disney had very little to do with this. Uh, so in, in this case, they, they get a pass on not being part of this bad film. So it's directed by S.J. Clarkson, who has done... Um, a, a lot of work that isn't Madam Web, uh, mostly TV stuff. I think this is her first or one of a very few number of films that she has done. It's written, Chris, by five people. Five people wrote this. I didn't go through a few rewrites as well. Uh, yes. So two of the five people that wrote this were also responsible for Morbius the Last Witch Hunter, and Gods of Egypt. Now, you know I don't like Morbius, so, yeah, not good. I think Matt Saisman, I, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, and Bert Sharpless, who are the, the writing duo behind Morbius, I want to blame them, but I have a feeling that they're, like, pushover writers that Sony hired as mercenaries to make this film as dull and as cheap to make as humanly possible. So I don't don't want to blame them too much. (laughs) They are easy targets, uh, but based on their previous work, it's probably their fault or Sony's fault for hiring them and not doing a once-over on their resume just to see who they've got. But yeah, Sony, I think, knew that this film was going to be bad because they have distanced it from their other bad films in their Sony Spider-Verse by saying that this is unconnected to Morbius because, yes... I, I would have enjoyed this even more if it was connected to Morbius, wouldn't I, Chris? Delightful. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Morbius. It's a perfectly fine movie. And to be in all fairness, was there anything really wrong with Madden Web? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Do you want a list or...? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm trying to point out some good points about Madden Web to begin with. Okay, a compliment. Dakota Johnson's pretty good. Uh, oh no, I I wouldn't have started with that, Chris. That's that's. Um... I mean, <laughs> no, I think Dakota. D- D- Dakota Johnson. I don't think ever really checked into this film. I think she probably signed up thinking it was a uh, an MCU film, a kind of like how uh, Matt Smith was was tricked into doing a Sony film by Karen Gillan going, oh, you should do a a, a Marvel film, and then he he probably didn't realise that there were 
there were two different there was a <laughs> there was a there was an evil marvel twin lurking to drag him into the morbius universe so probably done the same with dakota johnson who 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 didn't show up i think for this film go, go ahead to try and find another good thing <laughs> i'll, what I'll I listen you, what i mentioned to you before um I'm a fan of Emma Roberts. I, I've seen her in a lot of horror films and stuff. So when she popped up in this, it was like, oh, that's a nice surprise. I know you immediately followed that up comment by saying her role was pretty much non-existent and had not much to do with the film at all, which is fair enough. I'm trying to think. The costume on Ezekiel oh, looked no. okay. All of the costumes um, in this were not good, Chris. They all looked <laughs> like they were from Smallville. Especially at the end, there was a very upsetting costume that uh, I, I, I almost chuckled at. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I would have chuckled if they weren't supposed to be, you know, a serious moment. <laughs> that's that's another point. I will say this: Uncle Ben was kind of fun. He's not in it for a lot. I will also say, Chris, that everybody involved with this film has done better or is capable of doing better. So that's <laughs> I. It, it, this is not their fault. I blame Sony for this for trying to make. A old woman who sees the future a viable superhero product because that's what Sony sees these characters as is is products to be churned out in their Morbius meat grinding film factory. I can't wait for Madame Web to when they introduce us to Morbius and she's going to be there with Vulture as well and then Venom's going to rock up and then they're going to be like, ah, oh, you know what, to cure the world, we're going to get Spider-Man and that's what's going to happen and they're going to go after Peter Parker and then there'll be Emma Roberts will come back as, as oh, it's not Aunt May, as Mary Parker <laughs> and then she'll die and it'll be Madame Web's fault and it's all going to be very dramatic. It's not. They didn't even put in a post-credit scene which i'm very happy with because they kind of sum it all up with the flash to the future where they've all got their spider costumes and madam webb's in a pair of horrible sunglasses even though she's astral projecting so is she wearing that in her wheelchair whilst astral projecting what she's wearing in her wheelchair i don't know there are many many things confusing about madam webb's powers and how they don't make sense and how would a spider even exist that when it bit its prey, made its prey stronger, it would die immediately <laughs> in the wild, what? Chris. Imagine, Chris, if you tucked into a delicious cheeseburger and then you gave that cheeseburger superpowers. That cheeseburger wouldn't wouldn't be eaten anymore, would it? I feel like I'm going to have to force myself to defend this film now. Even you don't, I don't have want to. to. You but can... maybe, maybe, no, no. Well, maybe make it more interesting if I try to defend it. Okay. The spider can only transfer their powers to humans when they attack other animals. Or their natural prey, insects and flies and whatnots, they don't transfer powers. Also, what is it with the healing factor with this Madam Web? I, I gave I gave up trying to defend the film. I'm going to take shots at it now. Why why can the magical healing venom heal the baby of a, a neurological condition, but can't heal anything past that point? Can't you know late in the film get her out of the wheelchair? Can't return her sight to it? Can she not just get rebitten by a spider? I mean, she wasn't bitten initially. She was. Her mum was bitten as she was born. A bit like of a blade thing going on there. Can she not just be re-bitten by the spider? Take her back to Peru. Bite. Boom. She can see again. She can walk fine. I mean, no? she, Is that she, not how it works? She doesn't even have to go back to Peru because there's a spider in New York in Ezekiel Sims's house that he's been petting. And it's a really big, unsettling CGI spider. So I don't know, Chris. 
it's weird. It's not thought out very well. It's very not interesting. I think I saw a quote somewhere that this was supposed to be more like Terminator. And I think the initial plan was for Madam Web to form a team to stop Ezekiel Sims killing uh, an unborn Peter Parker. But that obviously didn't pan out so well. And that's probably how they got Emma Robertson in. Uh, by giving her a big pivotal role rather than just she's pottering around in the background at parties being pregnant and you know not impacting the film and having a lot to do script wise so yeah I think that's where the initial idea came from but then it just descended into this and like having to protect three kids and not you know developing any of their personalities that much isn't great so but yeah. No, no, there was a lot of personal development. Remember when they all danced on the table at the diner and she had to save them again and then the seriousness set in and then they learned how to do CPR. Yeah, very on the that nose. <laughs> Everyone should learn CPR, but uh, I don't know. There was a lot of CPR in this. The, 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 uh, the working title of this film is How Much of Spider-Man Can We Shove In Without Actually Putting Spider-Man In? And somebody went, ooh, Spider-People, and give one of them a costume that's sort of a bit like Miles, but isn't quite like Miles. This all felt very Smallville, like, yeah, we've got the rights to all of these superpowered characters, but in order to keep the budget low, let's not have them use any of their superpowers for too long, because it'll drain the budget, so... We'll just do ambulance chases and running away from an evil Spider-Man whose all of his lines seem to be, have been ADR'd in post. So, yeah, <laughs> not not good. I would be amazed if we actually heard that actor's voice in in the film un-ADR'd once because he's, he's, his role has been cut to pieces. He's he's worried that all the spider women are going to kill him and take away what he's built. What has he done? What is he so protective of? Well, he's obviously used his nice spider apartment. To... His, his, well, his little spider terrarium. He's... he's used a spider to get money somehow. Maybe he's selling its venom off, and you know he's been milking the spider, sells its venom off, and that's how he's been making loads of monies. The problem is he's. he's got his precognitive ability like Madam Web from the spider and he's dreaming about the other spider women killing him. I thought the film was going to do the thing of um, him trying to kill them as teenagers is what forces them to come after him when they're older and it's like creating your own future and creating your own destiny type thing they went with. Um, but they might still do that. I'm not entirely sure if Ezekiel's dead or not. He got We see squashed. him collapse and get crushed. <laughs> he got very squashed. I mean, he got very squashed but that doesn't really stop things. We see Spider-Man who... Ezekiel has the same powers as Spider-Man, essentially. His precognitive thing's a bit more advanced than the Spidey sense, and he's missing the web shooters. So we've seen Spider-Man get squashed by things before, and he might get really injured, but he can push it off and normally recovers. So whether Ezekiel's dead or not, I don't actually know. And maybe he's just created his own future. Nah, I think he's very dead, Chris. And I don't think that we're ever going back to this universe or ever seeing any of Madame Web or her friends again. Which is a shame, because like I said, it was cast well... Uh, even if they did trick everybody into signing up for this. I knew it was going to be bad. And I I was like, well, how bad is it going to be? And like in the first scenes where the spider shows up in the jar and it's very CGI, uh, off-puttingly CGI to begin with, it was like, oh, okay. It's it's not good. It's, it's, it's quite bad. Um, there was a subplot where 
Madame Webb was wanted by the police, but that didn't really go anywhere, and I think that probably could have been cut out. Um, the the dialogue between Ezekiel Sims and the lady from the security agency he steals the technology from is very bad and not well written or well acted. That whole scene is like, lady, you should be running away because he's talking nonsense. Oh, you're part of a security team. You you should have been running away much sooner than that. So yeah, that that all made no sense at all to me chris if you woke up in bed with someone and they started going i'm gonna die and i see the faces of the people that are gonna kill me every night how hot a bot does he he or she have to have for you to hand wave it away no i mean i wouldn't be overly bothered if if (laughs) if, if if they're really rich what ezekiel appears to be and they got a nice apartment i'd be like yeah i'm gonna look past this point until i get breakfast at least (laughs) And then, and then, and then leave. <laughs> yeah, just, just with the same side. But yeah, that, that that entire thing of him going in there and seducing her and stealing her. She's part of the NSA and then getting her password and poisoning her to go steal this super advanced tracking equipment. This is in two thousand and three and and all that lot. And yeah, it could have been cut out. He could have just literally opened up and been like, "I've developed this equipment myself." Because like, like I said, I get the feeling Ezekiel's meant to be really rich, but. Maybe if they'd done a little bit saying, oh, he's, he's built up this massive corporation, you know, a bit like an Oscorp type person. Or then, even if enough, he was but... like a cat burglar, like you saw him breaking in and using his skills to like murder and stealth his way and his spider sticky abilities to break into this place and steal the relevant technology to make it. And that's how he's made his fortune by being like an industrial espionage spy kind of guy. And 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 yeah, that that would have been better than him rocking up at an opera and seducing a lady who should have been, you more know, vigilant. A, a, yeah, a, t- a tiny bit more vigilant. Yeah, um, so that's not good. Yeah, um, I'd like to say something nice about the action at least, but it's all kind of samey. Uh, There's a lot of jarring cuts in the action as well. Did you not find out? There were some points when I was watching a film and. The cuts were so abrupt in it, and I was thinking, has, has the footage skipped? Do they mean for it to be like that? A, a little bit, yeah. And I mean, this power set does have potential uh, to be visually interesting. I mean, if the, the Deadpool people can make Domino, uh, her luck powers, you know, visually spectacular, that's the joke in that, um, then they could, they could, I don't know. Again, I think this is hampered by Sony's motivation to churn these out as cheaply as possible and scrape through uh, as as much money as possible because Morbius made money only because its budget was quite small. I imagine this is has an even smaller budget. Uh, Eighty million out of quick look, roughly eighty million dollars. Okay, I don't know Morbius is off the top of my head, but I'd I'd imagine uh, that, that that smoke CGI was pretty bad for Morbius. I don't I don't I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Morbius was seventy-five to eighty-three million. Okay, so so, about the same. Okay, yeah. This this was slightly more expensive though. I I suppose it's got more, more a a bigger main cast in it though than Morbius does, which is uh, uh, three to four big names in it. But yeah, I don't know. I I think Sony knew this was going to be bad, and you know, Madam Web could have been something good that you that you 
could have used. I mean, she she wouldn't have been my first pick to spin off, but then Sony's going to do Sony stuff. So yeah, I wasn't, I was never bored in it. I was like, oh, what weird thing are they going to do next? And you know, they stop the film for ten minutes for Madame Web, uh, a wanted criminal, to go on a plane and travel overseas for a week <laughs> to I... get some exposition, and then the kids um, spend like a week with Uncle Ben, who's who they, they spent more time with Uncle Ben off screen than they did with Madame Web on screen. So I, they should have been living with Uncle Ben rather than <laughs> Cassie uh, at the end of the film. I, I tried to rationalise Cassandra going to Peru for a week and getting through the airport security in the throwaway line of um, an unidentified woman in her early 30s. Something then why is she acting so exactly sus? Is. Why is she uh, so sus then? I don't know. I, I can't explain it to you, all right? I'm just trying to rationalise the bits that I can. It could have been explained away by... Instead of the police looking for her, she tries to go back to her apartment and Ezekiel Sims is already there, so they have to go somewhere else. That's it's it's as simple as that. Yes, but don't forget five writers crushing <laughs> ideas and stuff and you know that you, you can't you can't have out of the five writers, you can't have one or two dominating the rest. It's gotta be equal, right? So all five of them had to have their, okay. their equal input. It you... doesn't matter if the ideas clash or not. You write a word, then I'll write a word, and we'll all do it like that. <laughs> Maybe Sony were, ho- were hoping it was going to have the same effect as Morbius in that how Morbius became so notoriously bad for all these people that um, I think people were more encouraged to go see it and make money. Because they, they even re-released Morbius, didn't they, after the whole Morbin time yeah, but it, stuff came out? It didn't Maybe make, they hoped this was going to happen again. It didn't make the same amount of money. And also, it's it's... Morbius is more funny because Jared Leto thinks he's a serious actor, so that's why it's it's funny that. Um, oh yeah, no, he does. He does. Guy, he, yeah. he takes himself so seriously, and I think Dakota Johnson has has been doing a press tour, and she's not been she's been less than enthusiastic, and I think that's because she got trapped in this very early doors and saw the script go from something enticing to something not great, because she blamed like oh, you, you don't know how good these green screen films are going to be. And that's true, but this didn't feel like a green screen film. It just felt like a, a not very good, well-written film, and that's probably what sapped a lot of her enthusiasm about it. I'm trying to think of, of, of good points. Okay. To do I, don't, I, don't, I don't know her personally, so I'm just, <laughs> I'm just guessing from afar. So, yeah, but that's if if I was tricked into a Sony thing... And I slowly saw a script that I was like interested in get destroyed, and then they went, "All right, now for three months of travelling around and asking questions, answering questions from journalists that want to know if you're going to fight Tom Hardy Venom and Tom Holland Spider Man." Yeah, that's never going to happen. It, is would, it? It, it would be annoying. <laughs> but we will get a return of Madame Web. No, it depends, it depends on the contract that she signed. I don't know because. Obviously, the point now you said if, if she realised where it's too bad, she couldn't pull out the film for legal contractual reasons. She might have signed on for for more than one film. You don't know her contract might have signed on for three Madam Web movies. Well, that doesn't loves a trilogy. that doesn't mean that they're going to get made because Sony won't force Dakota Johnson to make two more Madam Web films if this didn't make money. They're they're insane, but they're not t- stupid. Um, 
that, that well, they had to torture I, <laughs> I mean maybe that's like revenge for her uh not being you know good at selling the film um they might f- force her into into more but lots of it's standard procedure for especially franchises or, or one films that studios see as having potential franchising options to sign them in initially for several films rather than because that way it's also cheaper because then oh you only signed on for one film and it was it did gangbusters uh, so i want more money so sign them in early when it might be a flop and they might not have to 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 hire them (laughs) for for sequels so that's generally why they do it because robert downey jr signed on for a, a couple of films and then when it came time to renew his contract, he was like, right, it's time to cash in, baby. So that's <laughs> that's what the studios are trying to avoid. That doesn't mean anything, Chris, because I doubt this is getting a sequel. Do you honestly think this is going to get a sequel? Or are you just wishing it into existence because you want to <laughs> torture me with more Morbius <sighs> crap? I'm, I'm thinking that Sony are looking at how well Morbius did. I mean, I'm not bashing Morbius. I enjoyed it. I am. It didn't do that well. It scraped through financially. Exactly. So what I'm thinking is that Morbius is scraped through. This this is losing money, Madden Web is. Uh, The Craven the Hunter thing's probably not going to go down great either. So, obviously, in a panic, what Sony will do is that they're going to, like, they're going to do a Sinister Six team-up or an anti-hero team-up or a hero and villain team-up. So we are... I'm confident we're going to get all these characters back again in a in a big messy crossover film as their last ditch effort to try and break some money back in from this all. I do not deny that Sony are building up to a big messy crossover film. I don't think it will have Madame Web in it. I I don't even <laughs> think the Sinister Six film will have six <laughs> sinister people in it because <laughs> they fumbled the ball so hard. So. I... <laughs> I mean, that would be funny. The Sinister Six, but there's five guys in it. Or seven guys would be funny. <laughs> no, it'd be five of them, and the post-credit scene, post-credit scene will be the sixth person, like just in a very small cameo or something. Yeah. And then they can go, oh, there was six, see? <laughs> that would be awful, but uh, very amusing. So, yeah, I'm I'm sorry to say that we're probably not going to see Madame Web again, and they've ruined this concept for everyone, Chris, for themselves, for, uh, for Marvel in the future, uh, just just everyone. Um, Chris, do you think Ezekiel Sims could, could murder you? He's a sticky boy. Yes, he's got the agility, he's got the strength. Uh, you know, they always say Spider-Man pulls his punches because if he hits a full force against a normal person, he'll kill them. And if Ezekiel doesn't clearly doesn't want to hold back unless he kills several police officers throughout this film so i'm pretty confident he could hit me hard enough to kill me but he punches a lot of cops into tube trains doesn't he in a in a pg way in a pg way yeah he throws him and jumps around as all spider stuff i'm not allowed to show the whole splattering i did pick up the the one swear word we got in this the the shit that madam webb says when she realizes the the girls are gone and and, and emma roberts has gone into labor yeah ezekiel could probably kill me but at the same time he's got no reason to come after me because you know, he's not dreaming about me killing him in the future. Maybe you accidentally step on his spider and <laughs> he's not happy with you. That's a big spider. Imagine if you stepped on that. Imagine all the CGI goop that would come out of it. Who's feeding that spider now he's dead? Because his tech assistant's not going to stick around to feed it. <laughs> no, I, uh, I've got... 
that was a waste of a character there as well because yeah. like i said ezekiel could have had this technology and and been like oh i'm just running the scan myself or you know, whatever also that spider does it just keep on living because the film starts in 73 and it picks up in 03 <laughs> so we've got a 30 year gap going on is that spider over 30 years old maybe do they live forever maybe maybe i don't get it maybe they bite themselves so they can heal whatever illnesses they've got i don't know chris that spider seemed to be like very friendly with someone that kidnapped them from their their home and transported them to new york and other places and make them live in a weird terrarium um yeah i'm I'm glad that the guy that madam webb goes back to for spiritual advice wasn't wearing the weird spider costumes anymore he found a shirt chris so that's nice and he uttered um well he yodified it but with great responsibility comes great power that's not the, oh, that that's not the case if you put me in charge of a child i don't suddenly get powers i get i get worse i get anxiety from looking after the child <laughs> and tired and covered in uh, child sick so yeah it was a bad line which they felt the need to have him say it and then later on when madame webb finally after after they tease it throughout the whole film you can be in more place at once and like they kept saying it and she finally does it and she has three versions of herself each saving uh, one of the girls and they have to echo his line again i thought yeah all right we get it fucking hell she's she's realizing her full potential sort of yeah i didn't enjoy that because i just don't chris it's it's uh madame webb has always been a weird character because she is more mystical and like tied to like webs of fate and all sorts of weird stuff in like the spider-man mythos that is like it's not mainstream it's it's hard to explain and it's not great you know i mean she's she's a fine like framing device and like expositional character but I didn't. I didn't like the astral protection thing, and the, and and you know the very on the nose. Ugh. Maybe if they'd explained it differently, like time is a web, and you can crawl on all of the paths, but you don't have to take just one or something. I don't. I don't know how you make this good, Chris. I I thought that's what her powers are going to be. I thought it was going to be. I was like, right, she's a psychic. She sees the future, and I thought when it was showing her surrounded by the floaty web stuff that she could the webs were different timelines she could see based on her decisions but it wasn't like that no she was just sort of seeing into the future a little bit yeah a little bit a balloon popped and a and a sign fell a little bit and those two things happened in the film exactly and oh that was bad and okay so from the whole film we get this whole thing of cassandra and her personality and how she acts and stuff like that you know, she doesn't know how to work with children and uh, and stuff like that. She likes to be on her own. and She's not a great social person. And her job is public then... facing. She should be good. <laughs> you well, can't, well, you you go. can't be a paramedic guess... and, and, you know, not know how to talk to people. Well, but then towards the end of the film, once, once she's in a wheelchair and she's lost her sight and she's gone full Madam Web, it felt like when somebody was trying to be jokingly mysterious because she was in the sat in the uh, in, in the wheelchair and the three girls they're still acting the same as she's sitting there like gone from how she was to oh yes i can see everything and i uh, everything's perfect and all this lot and it reminded me of professor trelawney from the harry potter series yeah about but... how she's trying to be like overly mystic and i thought what surely she'd still just be acting like herself yeah and, yeah, and she, change. she just stole three teenagers as well 
Well, they, they explained that away, didn't they? By all going, oh, one of my parents are in China. Oh, my dad remarried and doesn't want anything to do with me. And the other one, I don't even remember what they said about her parents <laughs> because it's it, you got these three girls, but rather than giving them each unique personalities, you've all given them the same backstory. I think that's the, a case of like they they introduce too many characters. They've got three John Connors instead of one. So without making the film longer, I don't know how you could have developed them a bit more into... I mean, they they get the bare amount of like, ah, oh, this one's the skater rebel, this one's the maths nerd, but it's not the one with glasses on. The one with glasses on is more straight-laced, but not mathsy. So what you're saying is a case of introducing too many new characters at once. Where, where, where have we seen this before? Um, every other Spider-Man film that nobody <laughs> likes. <laughs> yeah, they, they could have had the same story with just one of the girls. Like he's having visions of just one of the, the Spider. I, I don't even know what their names were. I guess one of them was Spider Woman, and another one was Spider Girl, and I, I don't know what their hero names were. But he could have been dreaming that just one of them was going to kill him, and they could have still done this entire film with just one of the girls. Or they could have done the the. The initial idea, which is the spider team trying to save unborn Peter Parker. I don't know, Chris. I don't know how they could have salvaged this film. Maybe Sony didn't want to salvage it. I I don't know. Uh, Maybe they just got complacent and went, oh, some people pay to see Morbius. Let's trick them again (laughs) into this. So, yeah. I think people are wising up more and more to the Sony films and um, well, I don't I, think I, they are though because Marvel have only got one film coming out this year and the Sony shared universe have got three coming out because Venom 3 is supposed to be coming out later this year I don't know whether it'll be it hit its um, November release date but any bad superhero film affects the bubble as a whole and when it becomes oh these films are now more bad than good, then it's bad for everyone and they all stop making money. So Sony diluting them with their not good films and DC's spotty hit rate at best and Marvel not firing on all cylinders at the moment is bad for everyone, Chris. Which is why they're letting Sony continue doing it because everyone's bored of the super serious good superhero films and that's worn out. People want the bad silly superhero films. People That's want... why the money's <laughs> People want mobbing time, Chris. <laughs> they we... do want mobbing time. Oh, they, they miss a great opportunity in this film if Madame Webb had gone, it's webbing time, or something like that. That would have, oh, on the nose, I think that would have saved the entire movie. They dodged a bullet by not adding that in, Chris, is my <laughs> honest opinion. So, yeah. Overall, Madame Webb, not great, but I think you all knew that going into it. So, uh, yeah, don't watch... I, I hope everybody yeah. recovers and does better after this. I can't see any reason to recommend this film either. It's, it's like I said, especially since they stuck it in their own universe thing, so even if you're a completionist and you want to see all the, the, the Sony universe grow, if this film's not going to have any bearing on it, it, it's pointless watching it at all. I think that's it. I think that's all, all we've got to say about this film. So, yeah, next week, Chris, we'll do another podcast. We could survive that at gmail.com. Or tweet us if you want, at We Could Survive. Uh, I'm still not on there. I am slowly adding older episodes to our YouTube. If you're interested in some of our back catalogue, some of them are going up on a little bit more of a regular basis. So, 
yeah, until I lose momentum and stop doing that. But so far, <laughs> momentum is building. Awesome. All right. Well, in that case, thank you to everybody who's been listening to We Could Survive That, your weekly survival guide to the movies. Going to see you next week for something else. But until then, keep on webbing. Goodbye. <laughs>